That's the podcast coach for May 26, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday morning. It's 1030 Eastern. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there, he just turned 50, as in like today is his birthday. The one, the only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. If you would have asked me, you know, in my 20s, would you be doing a podcast the morning <laughs> your 50th birthday? I'm not necessarily sure I would have said yes, but, you know, it's a birthday. It's another day. It's just I'm a day older than 49, you know, yeah. 49 yeah. years, 364 days. So it's not that big a difference, but uh, thanks for the birthday wishes. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I want to take a tangent. I'm going to break my own rule. Ooh. What is your earliest memory? Hmm. Yeah, I think I, so I've, I've thought about this question before. I think I, maybe I've even answered it before. But in 1976, we had a big centennial, mm-hmm. right? There, that was the bicentennial for the right. United States. And we had this big, um, so 76, I would have been, so 68, right? 76, 8, maybe. Okay. I don't have to have an earlier one than that. No, so that's not the earliest. <laughs> I don't know. What's, your, what's yours? What's yours? I have a very blurry memory which would have made me three, which um, of my grandpa who died when I was three, I just remember somebody in a flannel shirt reading me a story on a chair in my grandma's living room. And I'm, I, I, when I see pictures, he wore a lot of flannel. Uh, And then from that probably, and again, it goes back to things that made a difference that that's why they stuck in your head. Uh, When I was little, I was probably because I wasn't in school yet. So I was probably four and there was a drive-in restaurant at the end of our street. And my mom took me to that and we got something with fries. And she goes, you want to try some ketchup with your fries? And I'm like, what? Huh? Like, that's, you're crazy, mom. And she's like, no, no, you ought to try this. And I did. And I just, from that point forward, my mom was like a genius because she knew about ketchup and fries. And I was like, well, yeah. whatever you want me to try, I'm down for. <laughs> ketchup and fries, the first enabler. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking maybe, okay, as you're thinking about that, maybe four years old, I had a buddy that lived around the corner. His name was Matt McCoy. He ended up being my best friend all through high school. Nice. And Yeah. And um, I remember walking out of the house on a sun, um, on a sunny summer morning, heading over to play with him. So I was probably four yeah. at the time. So, yeah, it's a funny, the, it's there's there isn't a lot of memories uh, that far back. They no. get they get farther and shoot. I have trouble remembering what happened yesterday. That's it. It's <laughs> it's the things in between. Uh, I remember when I was five. I remember this because my mom kept reminding me of it. When I was five, I lived a block and a half from my elementary school, and so my mom was going to walk me to kindergarten the first day, and she's like, "Well, hold on, I'll I'll go with you." And I was like, "Why? It's it's like right there. Like what what do you need to take me to school for?" And she's like, well, you want to, you want to go by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like, and I just just thought, wow, I have this, he's five going on 20, you know, kind of kid. At any rate, if you want to join us, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. If you want to jump right in here into this lovely video thing, if you just have a question and you want to participate, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We've got a bunch of people in the chat room and, um, I know Chris Nessie is happy because he's going to podcast movement. Um, I'm looking, coming up fast. Yeah. Coming up fast. Yeah, looking, July, right? 
July 23rd, because it is my brother's 60th birthday. I will be missing that. Mm. I told him, I said, I'm going to, we're going to celebrate early or something. Uh, so that'll be, um, I am looking for, it's one of those things where it's, uh, it's, it's closer than you think it is mm-hmm. because we're going to blink and it's going to be June right? and then you'll blink again and it'll be July. And uh, I am looking forward to that. So that'll be uh, a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then I think it's September is the podcast Mid Atlantic. And then I'm not sure if there's anything in between there. We've got a, a question. This came from uh, Facebook. I was out scouring Facebook this morning. And this is from uh, Chris Canyon. He says, I'm fairly good at controlling an interview and keeping it under or right around an hour. However, he says, I just had an amazing guest yesterday and we spoke. You want to guess for how long, Jim? Three. I'm going to say three. You're close. Two and a half hours. Yeah. That is an amazing interview. He says there was so much value given in that conversation. And because of that, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a difficult time cutting things down. Uh, do you suggest splitting it into different episodes? And if so, how'd you do it for a weekly show? Would you call it part two or part three and do them all in the same week? And so my thing would be, I don't know that I would change my schedule. Uh, and it depends on, I guess what the conversation is. Um, Cause I don't know, I guess my whole worry is what it, you think it's valuable, but there's going to be that one person in your audience that goes, I don't know. I think I was okay. Or the woman was fine. What would you do, Jim? You know, two, one, one of two things. One is just warn them up front. So start the show with a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come in with some voiceover and say, and just say that, Hey, I had this great interview. I went way longer than I thought. It's you're about ready to hear a three hour podcast or two hour, mm-hmm. let's just say a two hour podcast. Um, that way they can make the decision on how they split it up. Right. And you don't have to do any more work or if it naturally splits. And if there's different topics that are, you know, say you're having, you know, the first hour you're talking about topic A and the second hour is topic B. It never really splits that way. But if it did split it into two parts and and spread it across the week, get a week ahead. That's kind of sometimes that's kind of nice to be ahead that way. And, and, um, put a little teaser at the end, you know, we'll finish this discussion in, in next week. And so I think this is really where knowing your audience matters. What are they going to tolerate? What are they going to like? Um, but I think you could do it either way. Yeah. What I've done, I did once with, uh, Glenn, the geek, he came on and had a couple subjects. And so what we did is we, we just talked and at the end of it, I said, uh, something like, Hey Glenn, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, would you want to come back in the future? And he's like, Oh, I'd love to be there. And I'm like, great. And then I, we recorded, Hey Glenn, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey Dave, great to have you. And then I just took those and broke it up to where it was one actual recording, but it sounded like it'd been, you know, weeks since he'd been on. And it's like, cause we, you know, we're usually pretty good at, um, you know, uh, being able to, to connect our, you know, uh, calendars but if you have pretty evergreen too right the content you make with glenn is pretty evergreen so it's it's since it's not date sensitive you could spread it across a couple weeks um you know in hollywood right in the the tonight show like Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't air (laughs) yeah (laughs) like they record those in one or two days every week right they get together ellen all those shows they batch process because you you ever wonder like how can jimmy fallon be in you know, yeah. how can he be in LA on a Thursday night when isn't, you know, yeah. and, and because it was, they recorded everything Tuesday, you know? And, um, so you could do that too and just batch it up. Yeah. I mentioned, um, the chat rooms talking about podcast minute Atlantic. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that is, I believe, in September. PodcastMinAtlantic.com, if I remember right. And that's in Joyzy. It's actually, it's actually, I think in, I forget what they call it. Let me go over there. But it's it's almost Philadelphia. I just know it's like seven hours from me. Uh, Podcast Mid-Atlantic. This is Joe Pardo's. It's a single track uh, event, which is one of my favorites. And yeah, September 7th through the 8th in Oh, pop-ups uh, in the Philadelphia South Swede, Swedesboro. It's a fun time. The thing I like about it, it is also, in a way, the thing I, I sometimes am not crazy about, but Joe is all about creativity. That's his thing. And that's what makes that show that show. And he usually does some sort of improv thing where you have to make, like they've done it, I think every year where you have to make a podcast. He gets a bunch of groups together and it's one activity. This isn't the whole day, but you have to make a podcast out of nothing. And then you have to act it out. And for me, again, I'm not the target audience here. I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, it takes up a lot of time. But I talked to people who did it and they all said this. Wow, I, I never would have done this. It's a, it's just an ever so polite nudge to go, look, it's OK to make something stupid. It's fun to be creative and it just gets people out of their comfort zone. And I've had I've talked to people and they're like, oh, yeah, this is man, I really needed this because I can see now I just, you just create and, and and it happens. So I get that. So there's always that little part of the um, conference that I'm always kind of like, oh, here's the creative thing. But on the other hand, it does bring value and it's fun. It's I, I've, I participated last year just as a participant. I've been in the past, I've been a judge because you get judged and they actually give away some pretty good gifts, a bunch of ATR 2100s and, and things like that. And I think they gave away hosting, uh, for somebody. So it's a fun time. And I, I love single track events, nothing against podcast movement or podcast or thing, but I love it because everybody's in the same room. They all hear the same thing and it just builds a little more community. So, I mean, I love, I love bigger events because you get more networking and things like that, but it's kind of fun because, and I don't know why this is. It's, it's one of the few places I, I don't see people doing the church thing where they all sit in the same area, like every week. Almost everyone I've gone to, people are because they're mingling on breaks, and then you sit down to the person next to the person you were mingling with, and then there's another break. You get up with mingle with more people, and then you sit next to them. So you end up meeting everybody at the conference usually uh, in those single because that's what uh, Podfecta was down in Nashville. It was again and kind of the same thing. They're all around a hundred people, not super small, not like you know a meetup, but enough to where there's people there. And uh, to me, I just always leave there going, "Wow, that was really cool." And I think I get to know more people a little more deeper than when it's, you know, just a huge conference and you get six minutes with somebody in the hall. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, those are hard. I, we, in, we get requests, you know, we're getting ready to do a, a summit, a strength summit here in Omaha in July. That's why I won't be at podcast movement because it's right before it. Mm. And, um, and that's a big, it's a gigantic week. My, my son get, gets married the weekend before as well. Which, oh man. Yeah. So my mom and mother-in-law are coming into town and, and so it'll be a big deal. But, um, I, Dave, I get a lot of requests through our community to live stream the summits or the conferences. Mm. You know, that seems to be the, I can't make it. Let's just talk about this real quick. I can't make it. Please live stream it. Well, if you put, give a live stream option to a conference, you really don't incent anybody to come. Yeah. Like, why would you come if it's live stream? But yet, you know, it, those, a lot of those folks, they can't afford to come. They can't, um, 
make it because of travel. They, it's a real struggle to get them there. So what do you think is the right, like, because there could be a balance in here. Is it fair to say, hey, look, we're going to live stream the conference, but it's going to be the same price because it costs, in fact, in some cases, it costs more to live stream right. than it did for them to be local. Yeah, you're not paying for, for, for food, but you're paying for equipment and setup and bandwidth and extra bodies to to do this stuff and all the technology. So it's just as expensive. So let's just say you're saving on food, but you're paying on bandwidth. So is it fair to say, look, come and I know some other conferences do this. You're going to pay the conference fee. And then I know some conferences, they charge like for the virtual ticket, right? So you're going to pay another 50 bucks yeah. to get it. Do you think that's fair for, for the folks that can't make it to still pay full conference price Yeah, uh, for that? For that? I, I do. And, and exactly what you said, it's what it happens is if you give away that content for free, A, you are going to have nobody there. Well, no, you, you'll have less people there because the people that are coming for the content, I want to go to the, the different sessions and this and that. Those people are like, well, why should I get a hotel? Why should I get a plane ticket? I can just get that content from home. Uh, so when they don't come, well, then the people that are going for networking are going to have less people to network with. Right. So you're slowly, you know, you're, you've popped a hole in your balloon. And so, yeah, I, I so get do the you live stream at all. Or do you, no, I, I would just say buy the virtual ticket. Okay. And it's going to be available afterwards. Yeah. And then just, and, and that's where um, really podcast movement and Podfest. everybody's been really good. Podfecta. Uh, it was like two or three weeks after the thing. It's like, here's your, here's your virtual ticket. That's the thing. You can't, you know, you can't make people wait six months for that because it really shouldn't be that hard unless you're like, I know podcast movement, you have to go through an app. They've made it to where you really cannot share that content, which I understand that I find a little annoying, but because to me, it, I understand because to me at that point, anybody who's going to buy a virtual ticket has probably already bought the virtual ticket. Like, I don't know if anybody's going to buy it like six months after the event, are you going to buy a virtual ticket to get that? I don't know, but I find that somewhat annoying when you make me watch a video and I can't download it and rip out the audio or cause me, I just want the audio most nine times out of 10. It's just somebody, you know, they might have slides, but I just, I just want the audio so I can listen to it my earbuds and, and go out and about. And when it's something where I have to watch a video on a website, I'm like, you've kind of removed the ability for me to watch that anywhere, whenever I want kind of thing. And that's, I find that annoying. I understand why they do it. They're, they're protecting again. It's not fair because if they did, like, here's your MP3s, it would be very easy just to throw that in a Dropbox and go, hey, anybody want a virtual ticket? You can have mine. Right. You know, so. It's it's a challenge. I, I've, I'm i thinking about it. I think eventually it would probably be my job to figure out how to do it and do it right. We have a new learning management system, which would allow us to secure that content in a way where they come in and they could only, you know, you basically create a course out of it. And then it's locked down to that person, right? You create some videos that aren't necessarily YouTube videos that are kind of locked to DRM so that those kinds of things can't happen. Although I work in a really, really professional space and I kind of trust, you know, these people have spent a lot of money to be certified with us and I kind of trust them with them. You know, it's kind of like, mm. uh, you know, w w there's no incentive for them just to go around and share it. So we, I, I'm not as crazy about locking that content down, but um, just kind of interesting. It's, it's an interesting thought because it's the most, I get that feedback all the time, especially it gets worse the closer we get to the conference. So our conference is 16, 17, 18 of July. 
And as we get closer, the frenzy picks up because all the people coming start posting like they do on podcast movement. Can't wait to get there. You know, oh my gosh. And it creates enormous FOMO, which is what the conference, you know, um, uh, the, the, the folks putting on the conference, the organizers, that's what they're hoping for, right? You know, because it creates this frenzy and then people buy in the hard thing to to balance because you really do want to get the information to them. In our in our case, it's very beneficial if they have the information that's coming from the summit. But you you, you gotta it's there's gotta be pay involved. Like you can't this stuff isn't free. It's super expensive to right. to put these things. Uh, Randy asks, are you finding conferences trying to restrict cell phone streaming or recording? And this is where I'm trying to remember if they say anything at PodFest. I know they didn't at PodFecta. Usually the Wi-Fi that you're using is not conducive to live streaming. It's always like, here's the Wi-Fi password and everybody gets it. So then you get a hundred people on Wi-Fi and it just goes. So I know, um, I know Elsie tries to do live streaming in a lot of these events and it'd be, it's one of those things I'm sure it's discouraged, but it's like, I still laugh at the time when um, Sarah Koenig was at podcast movement and they had all these signs, no cameras, no recording devices. And I felt like going, you do know you have a, a room of 800 podcasters sitting here with phones. It's like, yeah. you're, if you, you're not going to really stop us from recording. Now, granted that recording is going to be caca, but uh um, I wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if you could find a way to do it and take advantage of it for, you know, like it's in favor of the conference to do this, whether it's got advertising built into it or it's got, you know, something where it still can be consumed, but you're recouping that cost to be able to, or it supports the initiative. I don't know. I think there's creative ways to get that done. We just got to kind of think through them. Yeah. But I know, um, the latest Dave Chappelle, uh, special on Netflix he was talking about something and blah, blah, blah in the middle. And he's like such and such. And that's why I got you all cell phones. So he made it sound like I've never been to a concert, but it sounds like they are doing a thing now where they take your cell phone. Like you get it back oh. at the end of the night. Oh, wow. But they confiscate your phone. I'm like, I, yeah, I, that's not happening. I'm like, I can see a lot of people going, what? And like, I'm sure you know, like, here's your tab. It's like a coat check, but it's like, yeah, I can lose my coat. I can't lose my phone. So I've got to, to be in a situation like that, but I, I did hear him mention that in his Netflix thing is like, that's why I have your cell phones. Uh, because if you think about it, those guys work for months to get 20 minutes of material, you stream it to YouTube. Now they go to the next city and they're like, yeah, I've already heard this. And it's like, ah, oh. so I get that. Uh, well, but good comedians. Like I've went, went and, is he a, is he a comedian? Yeah. Okay. So good comedians, not saying he's not good, but like Brian Regan, he's one of my favorites. When Brian's done, when he comes out for his encore, he has the audience shout out their favorite things from the past. And he just redoes them and the audience goes nuts. Greatest hits. That's a good idea. So I don't, there there could be, I, I think sometimes like I've watched everything there is to watch about Brian Regan on YouTube. I will still pay for a ticket to go see him because the in-person experience is, is super powerful. So I don't, I don't necessarily think Dave, just because someone videos it to YouTube, you know, they're done. Uh, I see what they're doing. uh, Randy says they give you a bag. It's a secure bag to put your phone in. So you keep your phone, but it's locked. Uh, And then at the end, uh, that's a good idea. uh, It's super convenient. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
where do you put the where, where do you put this bag? What do you tie it on your belt or something? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Funny. Yeah, that's a good idea. It it certainly is a good idea of a way to at least secure it down and say, okay, we're gonna. You can't, you know, open this thing, but we we hold the key. Yeah. Uh, um, Ryan says he saw Kevin Smith last night, and they just said no flash photography and no videos. So. Yeah. And they say that all, all the time, you know, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, um, that stuff leaks out. It's so hard to keep it, yeah. you know, and I'm sure in our conference, we're going to have coaches live streaming the sessions they're in. And I, at the end of the day, I'm not sure they, any one person has that much influence where it really matters. Again, it'd be great to provide that service in a commercial way that would recoup its cost and keep the motivation to be there intact. But still make it worth it i gotta think i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out a way dave i'm figuring out a way and i uh i'm glad ryan put that in the uh chat room because ryan had a question for me last week and i went "Ooh, you need to ask jim uh being that you're you're a captain corporate podcaster guy if if you're trying to start like ryan has his company they're sniffing they're like hey maybe we should start a podcast and this and that so if you're trying to convince your your company to start a podcast what are probably some of the hurdles they might run accounts? And then, so I told him, I said, why well, would, I would point out that it doesn't cost much, you know? And then from there, like, what do you think, any tips yeah. on starting a corporate podcast? I think you get it started in the marketing group because that's the group that's going to benefit from the most. And they're the group that will most likely understand this the best. Do not go to your CEO. And go, <laughs> hey, we should podcast. Cause it's probably, I mean, if he's a middle-aged white guy, probably not gonna, you know, probably not going to know, to be honest. And I say middle age. I really mean if he's 50 or older, he's probably not going to know what podcasts are. So um, you should start in marketing. And, and, you know, for me, I looked for that right door to open where it made sense to do what we were doing, you know, when we were starting this coaching business, this coaching, this selling training to these coaches. And we needed to stay in contact with them. And I was like, hey, I have a really inexpensive way to do this. Just make YouTube videos and just post this thing to YouTube. We'll post the content. It'll be public. So it won't be any proprietary stuff that we're putting out there, but it could be incredibly powerful. And oh, by the way, it could support a million people all at the same time. You know, do you have a platform that can do that? And they're like, no. <laughs> okay, let's let's give it a try. <laughs> and we also didn't say, let's do a weekly or a daily podcast. It started every three weeks and mm-hmm. it started with one. So let's do one podcast. Honestly, we didn't even think about a series until we had done one. They were just like, hey, let's do this call and let's just see how it goes. So don't try and take on, you know, don't don't try to eat the elephant all in one bite. Uh, take little chunks. Just say, hey, let's try one podcast. Let's do it on YouTube. Let's, you know, practice it. You got to nail it. You have to nail it. You can't, it can't come out bad. The, I had a, my VP of marketing was sitting in the next room when we did our very first one watching it on a big screen. I was nervous, you know, yeah. I was like I got one shot at this thing. It better be good. And honestly, it was terrible, but there was no like um, nothing to compare it to. Mm. And so my VP thought it was great. Uh, if you compare him to today's, mm, it's not very good, yeah. you know, but in the, in the, he, in, in the day he came over right as soon as we were done, he goes, that was awesome. Like, let's do more. <laughs> well, that's good. That's pretty great. Right when you do that. So I like the marketing, I like the marketing group to start with, start it with one. Let's just see what happens, you know, do one and see what happens. Yeah. That was the one thing he'd already done that I was going to suggest is he made a test one and said, this is what I'm talking. Cause if they, if he said, I want to start a podcast, they're like, 
what's a podcast? So it was like, I would like to do one of these. Here's an example of one. Obviously, I'm open for any kind of suggestions or things like that. But um, well, or see if a competitor is doing one. Yeah. And show that to them like, hey, look, this is what's going on. We can compete here. Well, yeah. we, we probably need to think about this. And if they're not, not doing easy. one, flip it the other way and say, you know, we could be, you know, we could be the leader. We could be the leader. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. either like we got to keep up or, hey, we can jump ahead. I always love how you can find one thing and spin it like 13 different ways. <laughs> Randy Cantrell says middle-aged white guy. That was my, my comment. Uh, he says he resembles that remark. There are a few middle-aged white guys like us, Dave, you're one of them as yeah. well that do know what podcasting is, but I'm still finding, and it's getting better, but you know, five years ago, uh, you know, as I, as I roamed around corporate America telling people about this podcast idea thing we were doing, I got a lot of, Oh, like what? Yeah. Or that's just, you know, that's just guys in their basements doing stuff. Well, now that's not, that's not the case anymore. It's, it's really picked up. Yeah. If we go back to, uh, to this clip from last week, does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them and they're totally boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, totally boring. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I can do this now. While you're doing that, Ryan said in the chat room, he sent it to the CEO who in turn sent it to the VP of communications and marketing. So it ended up in the right place. There you go. Right? That's good. Yeah. It's yeah, not surprised that it ended up, you know, the CEO ended up uh, deflecting it. It's not the right in most businesses. I don't think the CEO is the right person. For yeah. That, but so, all right. Yeah. So, Hey, we've got an awesome PowerPoint presentation now. Nice. We just want to say thank you to our awesome supporters go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So we want to especially thank, he said, oh, now I got to be able to advance it. Come on. Right right click, maybe? Uh, next. That'll work. Um, yeah. uh, so Josh Liston from shannaraworld.com and tpsguide.org. I should be able to just down arrow. There we go. Greg from yeah, uh, debtshepherd.com. Uh, oh, wrong button. And uh, Jonathan Bloom over at weeklyawesome.com. Uh, Glenn the Geek over at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com, Max Trescott over at aviationnewstalk.com, and Shane from Spybrary. And I was uh, I was telling Jim, I would love to know, Shane, where you got them, but I have my very own Spybrary coaster. And what's cool is I'll, I'll kind of hold this a certain way um, so you can see the, the glare. This thing's really glossy. It's really cool, and it's kind of like... You know, I, I if if I was my older brother, I would use this to smack my little brother's head. When I was growing up, uh, I remember when my brother was a senior, he got his, his got his class ring. He would turn it upside down so that the ring was here and just walk up to me and go whap on my head. So when I hear that sound, I I, I flash back to having going ow mom. So, but uh, so thank you. Yikes! If, if that's you, a that's a sweet looking coaster. It is. I'm like, where'd you get, I'll have to ask him where he got that done. No, for sure. But fun filled swag. So yes, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, um, simply go out to, to uh, ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. If you want to give Jim a birthday donation, where would they go to do that, Jim? Oh, well, are you letting me pimp? Yes. My thing, it's Dave? your is birthday. You Did you check your email yet this morning? It's been pretty nuts. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Cause there's, there's, there's the, Oh no, I haven't checked. Which one did you send it to? I uh at the average guy TV. Uh, Jim at the average guy TV. That yeah. would be the right that yeah. that would be the right email address if you want to use it. Jim at the average guy TV. Okay. 
because you you you're going to have fun at Amazon Leader. So oh, nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dave. I I, I appreciate that. That's that's nice. You, by the way, you don't have to do that, but thank you. For, oh yes, you do. It's your birthday. Your, you how generous. how many times do you turn fifty? Uh, just once. And congratulations on being halfway to dead. So yeah, yeah. You think I'll make it to a hundred? I you know it, no. And here's here's why. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's a documentary on Amazon called the big secret. If you're into conspiracy theories and stuff, yeah. you got to watch it on Amazon prime. And it shows how we're all just a, uh, fluoride in the waters, making us dumb and stupid and poisoning us and b all the genetically modified food is giving us cancer. So I don't think none, I don't think none of us is yeah. going to make it to a hundred. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking 80 mid eighties. That's kind of, you know, barring a accident or something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of thinking mid eighties. That's, that's what, that's what, so as I do my retirement planning, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to retire probably close to 70 and I need to have about 15 good years in there of, you know, to eat dog food and those kinds of things. See, but, I don't oh, and and survive the zombie apocalypse. Exact, exactly, exactly. And the robots, of course, which will have yeah. by then taken over. But I hope so. <laughs> I don't see myself retiring. I might retire eventually from Lipson, but I think I'll be always doing something on the internet. I, I think that'll be my hobby. Um, Randy wants to know if you've ever recorded a video conference using a screen capture video, because the video conferencing platform had no built-in recording option. Um. And do you see any reason why that might be a problem? No, if you, if it works, if you can make it work and you're, cause you know, you don't have, you're, you're basically not connected. That's the problem. If you can get those things recorded that way and it works. And then I'm assuming it will output some kind of MP4 for you that will give you the video or the audio or whatever. Um, you just have to process it at the end. I, I don't see any, I don't see really any issues. I would test, 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 make sure it works fine. Yeah. Uh, Randy also says, I need to watch the HBO documentary. If you're not in the obit, eat breakfast. It's contrary to everything I just said. So see, that's the fun part about documentaries. You watch them and you're like, oh my God, we're all going to die next week. And then you you watch the next one. You're like, I'm going to live forever. Well, and what's amazing is they have this tool now, this biological tool. It's really at the DNA level called CRISPR. And CRISPR, you can go in and change your DNA with this CRISPR. You can actually update your DNA. It's a virus. It's a it's a part of a virus that they've modified to go because that's all a virus does, right? It goes in and injects new DNA and then takes right. over. So they think that could be a could be a cancer cure, and we could do you know some when we're genetically disposed to things that kill us, uh, those things can be changed. So I think we're probably thirty years away from some really good testing on that. But Dave, by the time we're in our eighties, you and I, you'll be a little bit older than me. But by the time we're in our eighties, we may be able to, to to genetically change things. Using this tool called CRISPR, which I think I just like to say CRISPR. I know. (laughs) Put me in the CRISPR. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty amazing. I, that, so, you know, while we've got some of the, the, um, you know, the, the genetically altered food and some of those things kind of coming in, we also have some technologies that kind of counter it. So I don't, we were on Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday. We were talking, I can't believe we're having this debate at the end of the show. My buddy wanted to buy a lawnmower, right? Mike. So Mike Weger, who's on the show, wanted to buy a lawnmower. We started that discussion at the end and then moved it into the post show. And, um, we debated whether he got a writer or a robot lawnmower. That was the right Husqvarna now and a couple other companies make these robot lawnmowers that just come out and mow your lawn. You put little things down. So there's yeah. nowhere to go. It was That's like, yeah, well, like, hell, yeah, well, welcome to 2020. 
you know, this is pretty cool. We we could have robots mowing our lawn. I'm 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 down for that. I I'd really like that to be honest. I'd like it to be mowing for me right now. Yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, this. I guess it's a review uh, from Jim Harold. He does. Uh, you can find him at jimharold.com. He does the Paranormal Podcast. He's also the guy behind justapodcaster.com. So if you want a just a podcaster T-shirt, um, you can do that. But he says um, he says I have a thumbs up and a reluctant thumbs down today. He says a huge thumbs up for Sound Devices Mix Pre Three. And for the record, if I could do this whole studio yeah. live mixer or mix pre three, I would have put out the extra hundred bucks and got the mix pre three. Um, he says, I need to record all week at a remote location. So I couldn't take my whole rig. However, I wanted something that would allow me to record on my end and not rely on cloud or software based recording. I sprang for this unit and it's just fantastic. If you're thinking of purchasing it, I would say you have to really consider it. It is rock solid. The preamps are amazing and the tracks sound awesome. He says, I'm a huge fan. So I would agree. That's that's one of where I'm kind of like, eh, I knew that was awesome, but I went with the PreSonus and, you know, now I'm using the PreSonus, but I'm not using it as a USB interface. I'm still using my iRig or not my iRig, my iMic, but his thumbs down, he says, I finally decided to give up Ringer. He says the majority of calls I've had with it have encountered one sort of problem or another. I think they have a very cool software design and I love the idea, but it's just not reliable. I know there are going to be people on this page that say, Oh, but it's fantastic. And he says, maybe for them, he says, I've, I've ran out of second chances. He goes, it got so bad. I was even thinking of going back to Skype. Yikes. He says, I paid for a year, but I certainly won't be renewing it. I'm going to use zoom and record on my end with a hardware recorder. I really don't trust cloud-based or software-based recording at all. If you have everything set up right and push the record button, <laughs> that's the key. Um, you can record hundreds of interviews with a hardware recorder and never lose anything. So not I, true. Not true, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say if your SD card goes bad, the battery goes bad, or that's the key there. You do have to press record. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I, I think hardware, you have a better, I think you have a better chance of being successful with hardware than you do with the web, with web-based. There's just so many things that can go wrong via yeah. the web, right? So yeah, I think hardware, but you, it's it's not foolproof. Yeah, you know, it's just not. I've been having a weird issue with uh with Hangouts at mm. work where we start it and we can see each other, but the live stream nobody's there. It's just the it's a picture of one of us, or it's it's weird. It's the weirdest thing, and I have to I have to close it out and restart a new one and re-embed it, and it's been a little frustrating. I got to get to the bottom of it. So even Hangouts are not bulletproof. Yeah, see, I'm I'm with Steve in the chat room. I've never had a problem with Ringer. I've used it probably three or four times. Um, I've heard a lot of people are saying there's a drift problem with Zencaster, and I've been using Squadcast as of late. Haven't had a problem with it. I will say the one thing that I used that I wasn't super happy with was the Auphonic, I don't know, the gray one. The one that's meant you, you give it two sides of a conversation, and it basically, the idea is that when one person is talking, if the other person kind of, you know, whatever says, um, or something that's quiet, it figures out which one should be the primary voice thing and mutes it. And it didn't do that because Harry and I talked all over each other as, as friends do. And I noticed when I listened to that back, that there were times when it, it made Harry the main person, but I must've said something and it just made it weird for lack of a better phrase. And so uh, I think in the future, when I use Squadcast, I will just go through and make my own compressed version of it. I was using 
Alphonic to do that, which is fine. And then I'll do my whole thing and then run the whole thing through Alphonic once I'm done. But, um, and then uh, Randall Black says Zencaster has gotten better with their most recent update, but drift is still occurring. Yeah. I heard somebody say in audition, I think this was on the feed in audition, you can do a stretch. And they said, if you stretch your audio so that let's say you bring in, you had three people on and there's two that are fine. And one that's short. If you somehow stretch that one, that somehow it almost always lines up. Fixes it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think digitally that makes sense because you have the relative distance between those wave files are the same. Yeah. They've just, it's just gotten encoded at a different um, bit rate. And so, which we don't know why that's the weird part. And so it would make sense then if you brought that into audacity or addition or whatever and stretched it back out it relatively, it would say the same. I hadn't thought about it that way. I'd be, that, that should work. Yeah. Here's a fun field question that we get a lot of. And this is from Sean Malloy says, is there a way to find out how many subscribers you have? Mm. And there are tools. The the quick answer is no, (laughs) there's, there's no way to find out exactly how many subscribers you have. There are people that say, take the first day or the first two days and look at the number of downloads that will give you an idea. And so I did that. I think it took the first day and said, okay, however many week I take the first week, first week. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, I, I don't always, I, my podcast player doesn't always download it on the first day. If I've, if I've shut things off or I'm not doing things or it's stopped or whatever. See, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. I take the first week. I still would take the first week. See, that's true. Cause for me, the first, I mean, I get out of bed. I, I pee, I weigh myself. I enter my weight into my, uh, TMI did. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I enter my weight into my app. And then the first thing I do is I start the podcast app and let it start downloading. But that's me. That I'm yeah, not nobody, the average. Yeah, nobody does that. Yeah. Nobody does that. Day or two should be fine. But I still would. I'd still do the first week. But yeah. keep going. What, well, what, so what, what I then did is I went into podcastconnect.apple.com, and it gives you an idea. Of, it gives you a percentage. Now, granted, that's just Apple people, and I think there's another like it's just Apple people on iOS, blah blah blah, and above. But it gave me a percentage. So I took, I went over and looked at Libsyn. So my total downloads multiplied it by Apple's percentage of subscribers and pretty much got the same number. It was, it was, and I was like, okay. Uh, but my whole thing about that is I, I know on one hand, it's a number that we can track and we can see if the number's going up or down. But I'm always want to go, okay, you have, let's say you have 300 downloads an episode and you have, you know, 160 subscribers. Now what? So it's like, are you going to change anything in your show? I think it's just a matter of you want to see if it's going up or down, I guess would be the big thing there. But yeah, especially if you're trying some new things, we, you know, we've talked about this before, but in the corporate world, it's really important. I track those stats. I have this goal of 50,000 downloads per in a month mm-hmm. by the end of the year. And so we're, we're pushing towards that goal. And so it kind of helps us know, Hey, we should do more of this, or we should do more of that. I've seen a significant spike in my subscriptions on YouTube. And even a few on Spreaker, now that I've started saying, subscribe on YouTube. I never said that before. I just, I never, I, we, we rarely said it in the show. Hey, go out and subscribe on YouTube. That's all you got to say. And all of a sudden, it started, it started, you know, trending up. Hmm. So you don't know that if you're not tracking it. Right. You know, that's, the, so that's, yeah. The, the one thing that I was surprised with is there are some apps that you can submit your show to, like Spreaker. You can do, Rob said, you can do a pass through 
You basically just give them their RSS feed and you'll be listed in the Spreaker app. You can do the same thing for castbox.fm. And the other one that I forgot about was Podbean. You can say, hey, add my show to your directory, which then puts it in the Podbean app. And I think I did that a month ago and I've had two comments, which again, is not huge, but it's two comments uh, from somebody using the Podbean app. Now, what's weird is I haven't figured out how to go in and look at, like, I'll get an email that says, hey, somebody commented on your show, and I click on it, and it takes me to my Podbean account, which has the worst podcast ever on it, and but I can't see, like, my listing for the School of Podcasting in Podbean. That's the part I haven't figured out. I, that's one of the things that's on my list of to do before the end of the year is I'm going to put a real podcast over there and play with some of their monetization stuff and things like that. But it's it's just, it's another place that, you know, again, isn't going to bring you thousands of listeners, but, uh, and if you go just for the record, uh, if you go to podbean, uh, com, I think it's at the bottom. It says, uh, submit your show or uh, see, I'm logged in. That is one thing that kind of annoys me when you have to log out of an account to see all the menus of, uh, yeah, there's at the very bottom of podbean.com, you'll see where it says, submit your podcast. And with Castbox, you have to email them, but they did it in like a day or two. So, um, and that, that platform, they're going to be at podcast movement. Castbox.fm is an Android device. It's actually a pretty decent app. It's free. The only thing that has me worried is they seem to be a little all over the place. They're, they're started by an ex Google engineer and they have some really cool features. The thing that was a deal breaker for me is they don't have playlists. If they had playlists, I would have, because they have an Amazon skill, they have their app. And the other thing that I just saw that I was like, Ooh, they're starting free podcast media hosting. And I'm like, Oh no, that's not, mm-mm, sorry. That's, that's uh that's a great way to go out of business. Um, but uh, when I was talking with Jordan Harbinger, he's kind of, I don't know if he's advising them or what, but he's, he's somehow working with them a little bit, I think. Cause I know Jordan's going to have his own app. But um, anyway, uh, Mike, you, you, you before we move on, you talked about uh, podcast um, platforms going you know under. Yeah, and I, you know, I I put my podcast on everything so that I can watch these things. And right. this week, a couple changes. One, uh, Audio Mac, which has been a not necessarily a podcasting platform, but I've been putting my podcast out there. And actually, I it's crazy. I've had a few of those podcasts go big depending on their subject, and I mean big is like two hundred and fifty. Okay. For a platform I do nothing on again, right? You know, you kind of like you never know. So, um, but they just limited their uploads to 250 meg. Hmm. So it was like, oop, I better, uh, you know, my, my files are a little big. I should probably change those to, to you know, so I went in there and changed it to 64 mono just to get it on there. It was plenty small at that point. And then this morning, I couldn't log into podcasts.com. You know, that platform that started, it's talk about totally free and talk about a platform that has not changed since the day they launched it. Like it has the exact same podcast on the front. It has the exact same colors. It's the exact same login. I mean, they have literally done nothing at podcast.com. I couldn't get logged in. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it could just be a temporary thing. But, um, you know, there there are some changes going on in the wind. And I think you mentioned Audio Boom in your latest school podcasting where they're probably done. I think it sounds that way. Yeah, I think they're going to just fall off the Internet. 
It'll be interesting to see because that was another one that started off as a free service. Then they were paid. They started. We, I think we talked about this last week. They started to do everything right, and somehow they just turned around and went, "Hey, um, where'd all the money go?" <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Well, they went after some big talent, and they tried some things. They're, they're they've got a really good front end. I really I was using them their free version for a while, and then they sponsored me for a while, so I had a really nice sponsored feed, which was great. And then, you know, change of management, some other things, and they dropped. I, I was dropped from that. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to, they're going to go away. Yeah. It'll be interesting to, to see. Uh, Michael says he still can't get into Podcast Connect to make it work right. So, Michael, if you can let us know what the deal is. Well, and I, I just logged in and I, I got logged in. I don't, I'm looking at Home Gadget Geeks, but I don't, aren't there stats in Podcasts Connect? Yeah. If um, I don't see any, I have a feed. But yeah. I don't. I, is there like a reports tab, or there, where, where there, it's go? in the upper left-hand corner? Oh. Um, if we let me let me log in here. Maybe I don't have enough uh, stats for a feed. I find that uh, I'd find that unusual. That would be the only thing I hate. And I don't know how to turn this off, but I it's not a big deal. Is I have it set up to where when I log in, it's double. Like they send a thing to my phone, and I have to put in a code, which I'm sure is you know in the long run a smart thing to do. Yeah, the, the fun part is uh, when you log into Podcast Connect, it'll first show you all the the podcasts you have, and you can see if you're watching live. I, I used to submit people's podcasts for them, and these are people that either A, aren't doing their podcast anymore, or B, don't care about their stats. But if you click on the phrase Podcast Analytics in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see a button that says Podcast Analytics. And so uh, let's look at Ask the Podcast Coach. It says here... When I click on that, it comes up with a screen. It says that 79% of our audience is subscribed. Um, our top country is the United States, followed by the UK. Right. And, um, but here's the thing that's weird. And this is where, this is just soul crushing at times. The average consumption over here, we can see it's 78, 80%, 78, 87, 79. Actually, that's not that bad. It's when you get down to the 50s that you're like, ooh. But realize that just might be somebody listened to it half of it on the way to work and then never listen to the, the other half. Uh, but if I remember right, if I go to trends or app, one of these, it's fun where I can, maybe it's episodes where you can go in and see how long somebody's listened. Uh, so what I did is I, I clicked on episodes. There's a tab there and you'll get this big blue graph and it'll show you how many people started off. So in this case, it's saying, I guess I had 33 devices. Listen, and then about a minute and a half in, uh, we lost a few people, went down to 24, which, and then it goes back up to 25. So that means people hit fast forward. So they, I don't know, we were talking about beards or whatever we started off with. And then we held a bunch of people. And then about uh, 25 minutes in, people were fast forwarding a little bit here. We're going up and down. We're skipping around. And that might be where we did the old, hey, let's thank our supporters. That's yep. smack dab in the middle. It's right there. Now, I, if I wanted to, I could click here where we lost a few people. And then this is the tricky one. If I, I go over to the far left-hand side, you'll see a little red line, and you can click and drag that over. And so if I click here and then click the play button, to me, it's one of those things that's trying to solve the search or the, uh, okay, so I don't know what I'm talking about there, some service or whatever. But you'll notice that the minute we get to anything where it's like, hey, thanks for coming Anything towards the end, we're ending the show now, people just dive, like, uh, you know, (laughs) they just leave. The minute you start to hit that exit music, 
which in this case is at the 52 minute mark of a 50. Yeah. So the last two minutes, the minutes I start, you know, Hey Jim, tell us what's coming on in the, they, they're gone. They, (laughs) so, so it may be that in some cases that you, a, you don't have enough stats. If I look at a podcast rodeo show, maybe I'm trying to think of something that wouldn't have stats. We'll see here real quick. So I just clicked on the name of the show. Yeah, I clicked on the name of the show. I went to episodes. I clicked on it and said, there's no data available right now, which I want to go. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how much information you need to have that. But at this point, and I would guess the same for the Alexa cast, because that's been around about a year and I'm doing really well. I got some stats. But keep in mind again that this is only a small part of your your audience. Um, there are people that are listening on Android and things of that nature. Um, but if you, I think if you look at those enough, like especially at the episode level, you start getting an idea. If you start seeing some trends, you know, at what point yeah. do people really start dropping off? And, uh, you know, I've got a, a minute intro and there's a dip, you know, again, there's, they're fast forwarding through the intro. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I don't care. The, the intro is there for new people, not them. Great. You're, they're using it. And then I get some dips at the 15-minute mark and at the 25-minute mark. And then it stays pretty tight till the very end. And then bloop, drops like like everybody, right? That's that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to drop off. I think if you evaluate a couple of those and, and start watching them over time, you can really get a good feel for kind of your content. My, you know, home, home gadget geeks runs a pretty standard. As I look through this runs a pretty standard pattern of a drop at 15, another drop at 30. And then it stays pretty, you know, you, you're keeping your audience. The The goal is just to kind of know, you know, it, are there topics where they just drop off the planet in the middle of the show? You know, yeah. are there things where, um, and I would, for me, I would probably go back and look at some of the early shows where we started talking crypto in the show, because that has been a dividing, right? Um, that's been a very de- dividing topic in our show. And uh, if I see crypto, if I mention crypto and then all of a sudden <laughs> you go, well, you know, guess what? The, they're not really that interested in, t- in, in the crypto stuff. Yeah. That's, I, I don't get too worried when I, cause again, I'm looking at a stat that had what 33 people and we went down to 24. Now I could really, I could really go crazy if I wanted to and say, well, 33 minus 24 is nine. So if I take nine and divide it by 33 that we started with, I lost 27% of my audience there. I could really make myself wet my pants. You can do anything you want with stats. Um, And so what I look for is like at the end where you can just see people just, run away. It's the end of the show. So if I saw that in the middle of my show, I would be freaking out. But most of my shows look exactly like what we just saw. Basically a pretty flat blue line through most of it, maybe a couple skips, but nothing really like, Oh my gosh, what happened here? You know, it's just these little ups and downs. So I don't really worry too much about it. Um, I just always try to do, I used to work with a guy that, um, it, it, when you would teach a class at a place called New Horizons, at the end of the class, you you give your students a survey to fill out. And I had a friend of mine that would literally sit there and just bite his fingernails and freak out waiting for the results to come in because, oh, my gosh, what if you got a bad review? And then my boss is going to see it. And, oh, my gosh. And I, I said, is there anything you can change about this at this point? And he's like, no. And I go, that's why I don't care about them. I said, I did that. If, if somebody came to me and said, hey, you got a four out of 10, I'd be like, 
I did the best I could, you know, based on what you guys gave me. Cause they, towards the end, it was horrendous. They would remember I taught an Excel class and they had somebody in the class. It was supposed to be, there were eight hour classes, Excel one, Excel two and Excel three. And I was supposed to teach all three in eight hours. And one of the people in the class had no mouse skills. And I was like, Oh, thank you for setting me up to fail. This will be lots of fun. So yeah. you just do it the best you can. And, and that doesn't mean you ignore any kind of feedback that you get from somebody, but you know, there are times when you kind of just go, well, all right, well, that's the best I could do. Um, yeah. If there's not enough data, if you're logging in, there's not enough data. It just means there's not enough data. Yeah. I'm, I, I, it, you know. That's a great question. I've never, I know with uh, Google play music, you have to have 10 downloads in a day for it to make the stats. And I've done it once in the right. whatever year and a half. I'll be glad. Well, I should, I got to watch how I, but to me, I'll be glad when Google replaces Google play music with whatever the heck they're going to replace it with, because I feel almost stupid now telling people to submit their show to Google play music, because it just seems like there's zero traction. First, it's only in North America. So, because I've had people in Australia like, Hey, I can't, what's the deal? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sorry. You know? So, um, it's, yeah. I, I discount my stats anyways, when they come in, even, even though they've been discounted once already. So, you know, there were something and then we, we fixed the, right. uh, and I use blueberry for my stats and then I discount it probably another 30% thinking it's a hard thing to do to get accurate. There's so many bots and so much action and so many, you know, so many weird things going on. So I, that's not for me, the stats are just the beginning of marking my engagement. What I want to know is, what are people really doing? So how, like how many Facebook messages am I answering a day? That's a true mark of engagement. Like how many, you know, how many comments or likes am I getting? Those are real people. And so for, for me, especially on the Gallup stuff that we do, I really mark my engagement by what are we doing? Uh, you know, or what are my analytic stats that go back to sales and where we actually have a sale? That's, those are way more important to me than the number of downloads. It just downloads is just the beginning, right? Compare downloads to downloads, but man, do not take that number and think it's real. It just isn't. It's 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 too high. I I, I think all our stats are inflated, not on purpose. Not saying anybody's doing that on purpose, <laughs> right? It's just I. It's a hard business to be in, and, and I just think they're too high. Who do you think you are, Pippa? <laughs> <laughs> Telling hey, people, just, come on, let's, it's a good ego boost. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. when you log in, it was a little sad. I was, I always used to say, I get about a thousand downloads, and then the algorithm changed. I'm like, well, that's now six hundred. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a forty percent drop for that me. That hurts. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yow. And and I'll be honest, that six hundred is probably more like four hundred. To be just to be honest, of people who are really engaged in the show, still four hundred, Dave. That's a pretty good number. Like, yeah, I get excited about it. something I just do as a hobby. You know, I'm all right with it. And uh, Emily says the integration on her Google Pixel is that the phone? See, I'm, I'm uh, yes, that's a phone. Is uh, is kind of awesome. I was really depressed. I got the. I have to buy the box here. I got the Google Tab E Lite, ninety nine bucks at Best Buy. Pocket Cast will not run on this thing. I'm like, it's actual, it's an Android device. What the heck? Um, and that's where I'm really finding out that Android is not Android. No, like my brother oh, bought a, no. my brother bought a fire tablet, an Amazon fire tablet. He goes, nothing works on it. I go, well, that's Android, but not really. I go, that's more of an Amazon device. So Android is worse than windows ever was about being split and divided. 
on you know on platforms it's it has different versions everywhere because there's free free and open source well not that's not technically true but pretty close so you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have some of those discrepancies holy cow did that just come out already yeah man happy happy birthday jeez i was trying to fade that in and apparently no 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 no. i just did it was a shock it was like man or that time i thought it was maybe like 10 after no i looked down i was like wow we're actually technically kind of late at this point yeah, it's all right. Good. Good deal. But uh, yeah, uh, in the post show, I've got a clip from an SEO expert that uh, we can play with, which is kind of what I was, what I've always thought about SEO. And because um, I actually tried the last two episodes, is it the last two? Yeah, the last two episodes. I've actually done a transcript and I switched to uh, Simple Podcast Press, which has the thing where you can put the transcript in it and it somehow hides it. That's my whole big thing I need to figure out. Like, where is the transcript actually? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that in the uh, post show. Jim, what's coming up on the uh, average guy.tv. Yeah, we spent a bunch of time kind of just doing some news and reviews around tech. And I, I got a new router for the house from Bitdefender, a bit called the Bitdefender box. So if you're interested in that stuff, head over to the average guy.tv. And on the school of podcasting, we'll be answering the question of the month. Again, you're kind of like, wait, it's the end of the month. It's the end of the month. And uh, so we'll be playing that. That was, uh, are you starting a podcast if so, what's about? And then if you got a sponsor, where did it come from? And then I'll be reviewing this, the Heil PR77D, which is uh, basically one of the coolest looking microphones ever. Uh, who cares what it sounds like? This is just one of those you, you put on a shelf back here to, to look cool. But uh, maybe one box that in the post show. But I'll right. be uh, be playing with that. And then um, there's a bunch of different ways I could go on this week's episode. I haven't figured that out. I'm, I'm still investigating it. But those are the, the two big things that we'll be doing. But uh, uh, happy birthday, Mr. Uh, Collison. Thank you, Kylie. And uh, stick around for some post show, everybody. 